What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 124.3. And we're continuing our playthrough of Resident Evil 4 Remake. Today I have with me Matt. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> I had to take a week off. Unfortunately, I was in Florida. I was in Florida right before a hurricane hit, so that was fun. Um, luckily, I was back home when uh, when the uh, hurricane hit back in back in the foothills of Georgia, so I didn't have to worry about a hurricane hitting me. But uh, yeah, we're back. Um, I tried. I did. I tried so. <laughs> I tried. I tried so hard. And got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter. Uh, to beat through chapter eleven, uh, I think I'm about halfway through the chapter. But um, yeah. I I did a little sneak peek of how much longer I had in the chapter, and saw that there was something big that happened at the end of this one, and I just felt like I didn't want to rush that, so I stopped halfway through chapter eleven, which is fine. But there was some. There's a good amount of stuff that happens in nine, ten, and, and part of eleven that we can talk about. Um, last thing that happened was we got separated by Ashley because she attacked us, and we had to go and uh, find her again. Had to take the long way around, uh, and we ended with us meeting back up with her. So. Chapter nine, we're still inside the the castle area. Um, I'm trying to remember. In eight, at the well, no, at the end of eight, we we run back into her. I don't know we're sitting there, we're kind of consoling her. Hey, it's okay. Just don't attack me again, kind of thing. Um, and then nine, we're with her. And we get separated with her again at the end of chapter nine. Is that it, or does it happen during chapter nine? It's right around the. I thought it was right at the beginning of nine, and the gate comes down. Is it? And uh, well, I guess once you get out into the courtyard. So yeah, maybe halfway through, partway through. Okay, so this is when we're still in the courtyard trying to get to her. Right. Is that chapter nine, um, or am I misremembering? Yeah, ch- ch- chapter nine. A lot of it is in the courtyard. I think you have her with you, right? Yeah. You lo- we lose her at the beginning, um, and then we have to do most of chapter nine. I think is like the maze, basically. That's right. And have basically to do the, the flags. Head, head maze. Yeah, the three the three big flags. Yeah, yeah. She's with us. And all then. of the all the demon dogs. Yeah, all the dogs that go through the the, the shrubs. And come back out, and then at the end, like a whole bunch of dudes come after us. We're trying to get into the uh, the grand hall. That's right. That's right. And cool, like just the progression, like to this point, right? You start off in this like village where everything's dirty, and then you get to the castle that's kind of fancier but older, and then you get into this grand hall where it's like shiny marble floors and statues and chandeliers and it's it's just such a progression from where you start in this game yeah yeah there's definitely some variety to say the least uh and you can tell because i've been reading some of like the files and stuff like that was that it seemed like the villagers were being used by the the people in the castle to they discovered the plagas and we're using them to basically dig deeper to 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 uncover it. Um, I think they mentioned that they found the plagas in like amber, much like uh, John Hammond. Yeah, John Hammond. <laughs> we uh, we re- we released a a ancient parasite. <laughs> But, uh, and yeah, there's a lot to read into it, right? Because it's 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 all of that, and then it's you know the church kind of using that to its advantage, yeah, to control the populace. Yeah, there's a lot of um, this is a this is quite a long chapter though as well, right? Yeah, this one was you do in the hedge part, then you go inside, 
Then I think you have to do all three of the the heads. So you have to go into different rooms, solve puzzles. Yeah, gotta get the the the, the chimera heads. Um, some of them weren't that hard though. Like one of them was like what going through like a a dining room area, just having her sit down at a table and you sit down at another one. I couldn't actually tell because I'm like, I think based on the, I don't know if it was based on the painting. I'm yeah. like, I think I know where I need to sit and I think I know where she needs to sit based on the, the, the placings and the cup and forks and knives and stuff. Yep. But it worked the first time. So I'm like, I don't know if I just got it or if it didn't actually matter all that much. <laughs> no, nah, it definitely didn't work for me the first time. I had to move. Okay. It, I had her in the right spot, but I wasn't in the right spot. Um, Did that. Um, I can't remember the other chimera heads. Is this where we're introduced to the flying bugs? Or is that in this chapter 10? I think that's in 10. After we're separated again. Yeah. Yeah. One of the heads, I think the lion head, was when we we had to like drop down into an arena. And all the knights came to life. That's right. That's right. That's when we're introduced to the armored Plagas. Yeah. Not not super fun. No, no. And then later on, I took that that uh, request from the merchant to go kill the big armored dude. Did you do it? Uh, I was meant to go back and do it, but I did do it. He's I in think... golden armor, and he has two other armored dudes with him. That uh... took up all of my ammo. Yeah, I think I was already low at that point. I'm like, I don't think I could. What, what happens if I get to him and I just can't kill him? I don't have enough ammo to kill him. Yeah. I don't know. The Another one here I think was the first one that I did where you go into like a red carpeted room and the the passageway like drops down and then you have to fight one of the uh, the red shaman guys. That's right. Calling, calling Las Plagas to the surface. So, fun fact about that. I died here. And so... Did once or at least once. I died here, and then I had the bright idea of this guy comes running and, and pulls the lever. So I threw a grenade over there before he pulled the lever, so the platform never dropped. So I was, Good call. I, I was able to pick off all the guys from up high. <laughs> It's interesting. What happens if you never kill the shaman in the red robes? Does he just activate as many times as he can until you kill all the minions, and then it's just him, and you can take him out easily? I think that's what it is. Yeah, because I, toward the end of this section, I really tried to focus on taking one out immediately, and ignore even ignoring taking extra hits to ignore the people around me to use my rifle and take him out. Hopefully in, in, I think it's three or four rifle shots. Right. Um, just to get him so that I didn't have to deal with, with the, the whip bloggers. Yeah. Um, it worked. I'm not sure if it was better or not because maybe I used less ammo overall, but I also took more damage. I've never ran fully out of ammo with the exception of that fight with the, the armored bloggers, the boss. Um, but I was able to replenish it pretty quickly. I, th I feel like they put enough of those breakable areas or breakable objects. And I feel like it's almost like a, um, like a random Mario Kart. Yeah. It's like a random number generator and it takes into account, okay, how much ammo does this guy have? And it says, okay, he needs ammo. So we're going to give him ammo or He's low on health, and he doesn't have any healing items. We'll give him a green herb. I'll actually try to ignore that, because if I think about that a lot, I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. I'll just waste a bunch of ammo. Yeah, I, try, I still don't want to do it. It undercuts the tension just a little bit. Yeah. But I also, I have ran out, actually, just at the end of this level again. I, or not this level, but the end of our session. I did actually run out, and I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I don't see any barrels around me. And then the thing that saved me was that I had some, I, I had the ability to craft some handgun ammo. Uh -huh. um, two of them. And I got a five bullet bonus. 
So I went from zero to all of a sudden having 25 handgun shots, and that was enough to see me through. There you go. Any new weapons you pick up? Uh, no, but I'm I'm right at the session now where I think I'm going to make my switch on handgun. That's the last one that I haven't upgraded. I've, I put so much money into that base handgun, and I think I'm finally ready to upgrade it. Yeah. Because I just, I just handed in two fully kitted out ornamented objects. Yep. So I have about 140,000 pesos or dollars. Um, so I have like 140,000 and then I think if I sell my gun, that's like another 100,000. So I, that will be plenty of money basically to buy whatever handgun I want to buy and then give it a few good upgrades. Okay. Uh, I just need to figure out which one to get. So I, I assume you did not get the the uh, assault rifle that you can get. Uh, I did get that CQBR one. The one that you find after you go back through with Leon? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got that one too. And I spent some time there. I actually thought about rushing through and I'm like, you know, they did a really good job of showing you things with Ashley that you can't pick up. Yeah. And had they shown me a little less... I might not have even backtracked to get it, but as soon as I saw that gun, I'm like, well, all right, I have to come back here now. So I didn't see the gun originally uh, with Ashley. So we're skipping ahead a little bit, but um, I, I just I just went through with Leon and just like, I'm going to grab everything I can in here. And I was like, oh, there's, there's a gun here. <laughs> I was like, I will take it. <laughs> and I have not used it, period. What kind of ammo does it take? It does it take rifle ammo? Uh, I thought it was the, like the Uzi ammo. Like the submachine gun ammo? Yeah, submachine gun ammo. Hmm. It's not really a submachine gun, but. Maybe it is rifle. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I actually haven't used it either. I still have it sitting in my, uh, in my inventory. Yeah. That's one thing I have. Yeah, I'm still really liking the other one. I think I like the slower rifle and let me, let me get the high damage get one good shot in and then that's you know that puts me at an advantage yeah you know what the, although have you used the inventory box at all what's that I, I feel like for Resident Evil the inventory box should always be right next to the save point it is and since there is it yeah every time you go to the save point you can go to the storage box Oh yeah, from the typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't used it because I don't need to. I don't need to because the everything in my inventory is basically guns, ammo, a weapon of some sort, or health. Right, everything else that they give you that I would have to transfer into the inventory doesn't take up inventory space anyway in my briefcase. Exactly. Right, all all the little gems and stuff. Those are the things I'd be transferring in and out, and the the lamps and the gold bars. If I didn't have the opportunity to sell them, I'd put them into inventory. But I don't need to do any of that, so it's actually it feels pretty streamlined. Yeah, this was the first I, th I would say Resident Evil game that wasn't about inventory management. Because let's be honest, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three inventory management was probably forty percent of that game. <laughs> And it ended up causing a lot of backtracking, right? Because I'll put crests and all these things that aren't going to keep me alive. I know I'll need them at some point. I'll just stick them in the inventory. And then all of a sudden I find out where I need to use them. I'm like, all right, well, now I need to backtrack and pick it up out of inventory and come back. So yeah. I feel like not only was it inventory management, but it it was, you know, it did cause a lot of backtracking. Yeah. Bloat to the game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, well, once we make it into the Grand Hall, we get the Chimera fully made um we're now imprisoned in this like cage with the chimera thing statue i should say and uh ashley is now stuck outside the cage and she's now getting chased by the ganados so that's the end of chapter nine going into chapter 10 chapter 10 starts off with you playing as Ashley. And 
I don't. Was this part in the original game? I don't remember this. I don't either, but I think I think somebody was telling me this. You did play as Ashley in the original game, but it wasn't to this extent. But needless to say, I don't know how you felt about this section, but this section was creepy. I was going to say, I it it. it Definitely felt different than all the Leon sections. I didn't feel as empowered, which you could take as a negative, but also that reduction in capabilities really did amp up the tension. Yeah. So she's she uh, finds a lantern, like a, a, a it's like a bright blue light lantern. And if we remember, the Plagas don't like light, so. This is where we're going to run into a whole bunch of those armored plagas. So suits of armor walking around, um, but they're they're inside of it's the parasite. So the mechanic is you have to focus the light on the suit of armor, and they will freeze in place as long as you have that light on them. And that's the only way to fight back, quote unquote. It just freezes them in place. So, first off, this area is kind of like a maze because you're in like a library area. So there's a bunch of like bookshelves that you have to walk around and stuff like that. There's a couple of puzzles you have to solve, um, and then you have to go downstairs and come back upstairs uh, to get Leon out. And um, yeah, this was nerve wracking to me. Because you get probably about five of those suits of armor chasing after you. <laughs> yeah. You just got to freeze them in place. But you know as soon as you turn around to run away, they're going to start coming after you again. Especially when you have to start like ringing bells. And so you, you can't look at them and you're kind of running and you know they're behind you and you know they're after you. Um, and you're kind of defenseless. Yeah. Not this, I really like this section. I thought this was really cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I did too. And and I and and for me, I'm like, oh, this is such a good design too. Because again, I I feel like they intentionally showed me a bunch of things that I would have to backtrack for, and they showed me enough to want to backtrack for it. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like mentally bookmark this one, mentally bookmark that one. I'll be back. Yep, that's exactly it. So uh, that's the first part of the chapter. Uh, Second half of the chapter, you play as Leon again. She gets Leon out, gets the key, gives it to Leon while she's still up on the balcony. She then gets captured by, uh, I guess, unknown boss character. Uh, We haven't seen this guy before, I don't think. Yeah. Um... And so now we play as Leon trying to rescue her. Um, this section, you have to go. So I, I, I kind of took a break from this, from the game and went and did some shooting gallery stuff. <laughs> uh, actually, we'll be fine. I'll get back with her in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we go kind of we kind of leave like the castle and all that good stuff behind like the grandiose stuff we're in it for a little bit where we finally run back into ashley um she's captured and the little woman person is there and she drops us in uh in this pit uh, and Leon survives. He, he grabs a hold of a chain before falling into the spikes at the bottom of the pit. And we're now in this, I don't, crypt, crypt slash dungeon area. Um, and we have to make our way back up. Um, there is a wonderful section here where there's, Two of those um, 
blind dudes. I don't know what they're called. Like the Garadors. Yeah. Uh, tons of enemies, and then there's those guys. And I I did the uh, the pro gamer move and release both those guys, and then would kite them to me but have a bunch of regular enemies in between me so they would just get chopped up <laughs> a little slice and dice a bit yeah <laughs> and I was like well that worked out now I just got these two guys to deal with and honestly I didn't have much issue with them once I cleared the room or once I had those guys clear the room um, I just kind of sneaked and let them turn their back and then popped them a couple of times with a magnum and killed them both I didn't think it was too difficult. Not too bad. I think I died once. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And I'm trying to imagine, were there any puzzles in this part? I can't remember. I don't think there were. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe not right here. There was, there was the one with Ashley that was another one of those that I chalked up to being so easy they almost might not have included it. Which was the one where you have to just like rotate the light until it gives you the phase of the moon that matches the one that's on the. Oh right, yeah. I, the thing I liked about it was you have to go all the way through this really really long hallway. You do this puzzle. You I forget where you pull out a key or something, and that activates all of the suits of armor. Yeah. And so you're walking down. You're seeing them. You know, again, what I I, I love the like the lead-in that this game does, because you're walking down through these sections, you're seeing all the suits of armor. They're not moving, but every one of every single one of them looks suspicious. And then once you finally do this little puzzle, get the key, now they start to come to life, and you're just booking it back back yeah. the way you came as quickly as possible. Because you can't, you, you lost your light because you had to solve that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, that was I just I bad. thought that was that was a pretty cool end to that section. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And th- granted, I think I, f- I think I solved the puzzle without actually so- doing the puzzle. I just put the lantern down, and I think that was the right one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, with with Leon, it's mainly just climbing your way back up. The other big thing in this section is the is the ballroom, where you are fighting the the insects and they're camouflaging, and that ballroom has kind of the broken center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is where we meet the flying insects. Um, I think is that supposed to be like the official like ending of the Plagas? They turn into those things. Yeah, that's the final form. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, they're kind of like in a cocoon stage whenever they're inside of you. And then they finally yeah, just could be. turn into that, yeah. They're in some kind of offshoot. Mm-hmm. And then you just get more disgusting and teeth and muscles and whips. Or you go down this route, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that was... I actually like that section, too, because you had to go back and forth... And you know, yeah, kind of up levels and down levels. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And then you do the the section with um, the, the 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 dude that you can't kill. I don't think, or maybe you can kill it. Can you kill the thing with the when you freeze it? Uh, which thing? The the, the... oh yeah you, yeah yeah oh yeah. You can kill him. Okay. I killed him. I did not. The elevator. Um, it took a. It took a lot of ammo to kill him. I feel like um, that 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 whole part right there reminded me of the the Dead Space two. I think, or it might have been Dead Space three. The the ones that are like you can't kill them, but you can stasis them long enough to get away from them. You remember those? Yeah, like at the very end of the game, yeah. and you can just pause. You pause and you're trying to run to the end. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Except you were using what? I guess what? 
I don't even know what the what it was that you were spraying, and I always got caught in it and damaged. Yeah, I did once or twice as well. But um, and you jump into the um, the um, elevator, and that's where the chapter ends because you run back into Luis. Um, and Luis has he doesn't have the cure. But he has, like, suppressants, I think, is what he said, right? Yeah, it'll slow it down. Yeah. He's like, it's not a cure, but it'll slow it down, so you'll feel normal for a little while. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the cure? (laughs) Too bad you couldn't have just had that. Right. But, um, and I think we we do get a cutscene with Ada. She's talking to somebody over the radio. Um, and it, it's kind of quick, just like, uh, I think the guy over the radio says, you still putting your faith in that little lap dog you got? <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, the next chapter, chapter 11, which like I said, I only got about halfway through, um, you have Luis with you. You have somebody who can actually fight back. And, um, this is us going through like. The mine area, I think is what it is. Is that mine? Yeah. Yeah, the mines. And Because I think this is where they discovered the, this is where the amber was, done in the mines. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was originally just like a, um, I, I guess, just a regular mine. And then they found this amber. And I think, like, the, the blue bloods of this area got a hold of it and was like, ooh, we could do something with this. Send more peasants, and they send them down to the mines, and then they start getting turned, get infected with the 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 black goo. Maybe it wasn't the best idea in the end. No, it kind of took over everything. But um, yeah, so um, go through a couple of like large like arena areas. I didn't mind that one where the chainsaw people were. It was two chainsaw people. That wasn't too bad. I feel like you're so much stronger at this point in the game. Yeah. That it's a little bit more of a fair fight than, you know, like the very beginning where all you could do is run. That's one of the things um, that we didn't mention was that the merchant now will upgrade farther with weapons. And if you fully upgrade a weapon, he will then do like a, a, you can pay for like a special ability like um fully upgrade every single section of every single category are you asking me if i have yeah well is is that what you need to do to unlock it or is it max out any one of the categories i think it's just that weapon and i think you've got to max out the whole thing so I, every option for that weapon i think so i think so and that's expensive it is very expensive I may do it with my handgun just because I mean it's been it's been working for me this so this far so let's do it. Um, yeah. And I mean I can hold like twenty five, twenty six shots in that handgun. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, yeah. Um, with Luis here, we can pretty much handle the chainsaw people. There's just a lot of people around. Um, and then we make it to our next boss fight, um, where we fight two gigantes, giants. One of them is armored. Um, if I remember correctly, this section was in the original game because I remember like throwing them into the lava. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I couldn't seem to get that to work here. So you never did, period? No, I never got him in the lava. I just ended up taking him down by excessive damage. So I I took out the regular guy just by killing him. But I did take out the armored one using the um using the lava. Um I, had... I tried to, but when he went down a couple times he was so far on the periphery. I think only only twice did I open it, but neither time did he fall in. So yeah, they 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 will get out of the way of it. Um, 
what I had to do was wait for Luis to like throw dynamite on the guy. That's what I did. And when I shot the dynamite, he was on the platform, so I just went ahead and pulled it, and he he fell down. Here's the problem, though. I didn't get the the gem <laughs> from him because he fell into the lava. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. damn, I wish I could have got that gem. Because I'm trying to fill up this yeah. crown that I got. <laughs> I, I just did the crown and traded it, it in. So. I don't know what the optimal arrangement of gems is, though, to get the most out of it. There, so there's a there's like a there's a table. If you hit, or, are you playing this on Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. Um, I think whenever you look at the, if you if you go to the to the menu where you can inlay gemstones, there's a button you can press that will show you like a table of like the times two times three kind of thing. Oh yeah. So I would take a look at that. Yeah, there... I just kind of figured it was like poker. If you could get like a full house would be the best because the, the crown is the one that's got five slots, right? Three round ones or three rectangular ones and two round ones. Yeah. So mm. I was trying to hold up enough gems that I could do like a three and two. I think that that might but... be the best way to do it. I'm not sure. I think... I can't remember. I know that there is an achievement slash trophy for selling something of a certain amount of value, like a high amount, high amount of value, but I can't, I can't remember what the number is. I must've missed it because I think, so I ended up not doing the full house because I didn't have three of the same large colored gem. So I, I think I did like four of one color and one of the other, and it got me something like 86,000 just for that. But I think that if you did it perfectly, it gets you over 100. And that's probably what you need to do to get that trophy because definitely nothing popped for me. Mm. Well, I haven't sold it yet. I'm trying to still save my money. <clears throat> Hang on a second. Sorry. Work is texting me. <laughs> And um, I have to answer this, but it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, um, yeah, so after fighting the Gigantes, I think you just go, you, you, there's the save point, right? And then the minecart. Or is there another part to this? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it goes from there directly into the minecart. Um, and that's where I stopped, unfortunately. From from the minecart to the end of this chapter, how much longer do you think it is? About 30 minutes? Yeah, I would have said 20 or 30. 20 or 30. It's it's not too, I mean, I mean maybe 30. Yeah. You got to go through the minecarts, you got to fight, fight a boss, but it it doesn't take as long as it looks like it should. I feel like the, the, the minecart's going pretty quick. Yeah. I think you've got two different minecart sections. Yeah, I think even just within these couple of chapters, it's it's quite a lot of variety, right? You're inside, you're outside, you're in a fancy grand hall, you're on crumbling exteriors, you're underneath in the mines. Like, it's... That was a lot we experienced. I, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things I always liked about Resident Evil 4 the first time around, and it's just, it feels just as impressive now, I think, to me, that you see so much, and it's not open world. You don't get that kind of world building, but you do get so many sections in this one area that uh, I feel like it brings it to life quite a lot. It's not, you know, I never feel like many games where you're just going corridor to corridor and it's, you know, bland office building or bland, you know, sci-fi aesthetic and corridors on a ship it, it's nothing like that like everything feels I mean hard to say grounded in a game with so much ridiculousness but you know it all feels like one big place that yeah. you really get to explore all of and there's so many little like hidden things and little puzzles and things that you can miss that 
I don't know. It feels like I spend a lot of time also thinking about the background because even and I and I still am missing the, missing them probably as much as I'm getting them, which are those little hanging hanging lanterns where jewels will like fall out of. Yeah. And that and the barrels and you know sometimes corners can have hidden little herbs and other things. I feel like there's a lot of reason to pay attention to the background. Yeah, definitely. Um, more so than some games. Yeah, every time I go somewhere, I'm I'm after I finish the battle, I will roam around and see if there's anything I can break or anything I may have missed. Yeah. And it's, I like that because it, it it helps to the it helps me think that the the place matters. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like everything. Resident Evil. Um, how to, how to Resident Evil One and Two had this unique thing of feeling like you're trapped um because it all pretty much takes place in this in this one area you know you're either in the mansion the entire time or you're in the police station the entire time um with this game they just like we're going to go all different places so we start outside this kind of like little village then we move into the village then we move into like you could tell like this castle's been here for a long time so like if you you know if you if you know anything about like medieval times usually there is a city outside of a castle kind of thing so you can you can tell like some of the old stuff is still in the modern day and you're moving through this entire area almost like you're going through a city and you know it's there there's a lot to it um, and every different piece feels ominous in some way. Yeah, in a different way. You know, creepy, creepy village. You don't know it's around the corner, and then you go in this castle, and you're like, this place could very well be haunted. You know, and then <laughs> then you move this giant, like, and the, and the thing is, is like everything feels like something has happened there. So, like you you mentioned, like the crumbling ballroom, right? Like, I would love to see what this place looked like before the bad stuff happened and just see what the remnants of it is. You know, it's, it's really cool. It's like, everything's been thought out. It's like, it's like they yeah, built this place and then crumbled it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's got a sense of time and weight and you know, the, the fact that bad things have happened here, you know, you, you see it everywhere. You see the repercussions of everything that happened in this area. It's, it's really cool. Like, and this is, Every time I play this game, I am impressed. Yeah, it's been a long time since the last time I played it, and yeah, it's uh, it's really refreshing to see that it, it's. I mean, I'll say still as good. Obviously, this isn't the version I played last time, but um, just a reminder of how good it was. Yeah, yeah, and to think I was always down on this game. I think I. I don't know what I was thinking. It, I mean, it is definitely much more action focused. Absolutely, it, it's it, it came at a time where when you said Resident Evil, I know what I was getting into, and then I play Resident Evil Four, and I'm sitting here thinking, this isn't Resident Evil. You know, you got you got enemies. Flash forward twenty years. <laughs> yeah, you got enemies that are using weapons and they're not zombies and you know it's it's I'm I'm you know kicking dudes and stuff like that it and I I don't know I guess I was just like who knows 20 years from now I may absolutely love uh Metal Gear Solid 5 but if you ask me right now I will <laughs> I will say Metal Gear Solid 5 is not a good Metal Gear game because it's not it, really, it will be tougher for me to love five because it just feels so different and unfinished. Yes, yeah. This feels different, but it was a thorough game. I mean, even at the time when it came out, it was just such a satisfying game. There's so much to it. It's a. It was a much longer game than the first Resident Evils by a good few hours, right? Yeah. Well, you had. Well, let's see. It was a thing. Is you had to pump a lot of stuff into this game because, like we said previously, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 
had a lot of backtracking in it, a lot of fill, filler. You know, if you didn't have all that backtracking in Resident Evil 1, that game would probably be about three hours. Yeah. But, you know, you you take this game, which has almost, has very minimal backtracking, you have to have a lot more content in there. So it feels like a bigger package. And it is a bigger package. There's tons in this game. Yeah, more secrets, more guns, more levels, more types of enemies. Yeah. No, it's just I remember feeling very satisfied, like, wow, this is a this is a good long game. I feel like even without you know, in, in days before you kind of expected multiplayer in every game, it just felt like a like a good value. Like I was getting a lot out of it. A really good, deep, long adventure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm enjoying the crap out of this game. And I can't wait to see how they handle this uh this boss fight coming up. I know what's happening, so curious to how they handle this because I know how they handled it in the in the first game I doubt they're going to do it this time yeah so you know because you've already done it so <laughs> yep but uh, yeah I mean that's uh, that's where we stop for the day we do have an email um, this email comes in from Kevin and it's uh, titled "Just a Friendly Hello." It says, uh, "Hey guys, I I know I'm totally going to regret sending this once uh, you put it on the air, but hell, I feel you guys deserve it for the work you put in. I discovered you guys on Spotify less than a year ago, and once I listened to an episode, I was hooked. You two have flawless chemistry together, and just listening to your podcast reminds me of being at a bar discussing favorite games with my friends." I'm still trying to catch up on your backlog, but thank you for what you do, Kevin. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. We do appreciate that. And you shouldn't be regretting that email. That makes me feel good. I appreciate Absolutely. I appreciate it. There, there is far too much vitriol on the Internet nowadays. Uh, and it's always good to hear that, hey, somebody actually likes to listen to these two guys talk about video games. So we do appreciate it. And... Please feel free to send another email. If you want to talk about Resident Evil, you want to talk about anything else, let me know. Shoot me an email. We love reading emails. We'd like to hear from people. So, yeah, don't feel bad about that. I, I really appreciate that. Emails email. and Resident Evil are, are both very high on my list of things I enjoy. There you go. Emails and Resident Evil. And sometimes Metal Gear. If it's not five. <laughs> you know, it's crazy going through... Phoenix Down games because, <clears throat> and I'll talk about it right here with, with Resident Evil 4, right? Resident Evil 4, I've, I, up until I played this remake, I've always said, ah, it's a mid game. Everybody, and I think it was because everybody just kind of gushes over it. You know, everybody's like, oh man, this is the best, one of the best games ever made, best Resident Evil ever made, that kind of thing. Um, I have a newfound respect for Resident Evil 4. Just by going back and playing this. Same thing happened with Metal Gear. I was not a fan of Metal Gear Solid 2. I wasn't. Yeah. I, th I, I, I feel the same way. It was weird going back through and playing them and opinions kind of flip-flopping a little bit from the first time I played them. I, Resident, not Resident Evil. Metal Gear Solid 1 is still my favorite. And I think it's because of the nostalgia. It really is. When it comes to the story, going back and playing Metal Gear Solid 2, I think it's probably the best. Because of just... You have to think about when that game was made and the the story it was telling. That game was made in 2000. It released in 2001. And Kojima was talking about what if the information on the internet fell into the wrong hands. In 2000, the internet was at its infancy and nobody was really thinking about this stuff. Now, 
like what I don't know when we did the year of the gear, but that was probably what five years ago. Um, four or five. Yeah, thinking about it then and talking about it, I'm like, holy crap, he was on to something. Because we see it now. How much misinformation is being spread right now? And I mean, it's it's definitely at the forefront of people's minds with all the the AI talk in the last year. Exactly, it's even more relevant now. Like this is crazy, and then come to find out, the Patriots were just a freaking AI. Yeah, it's wild. So, like, I, I, like, with this, with, with going back and and doing this stuff for this podcast, like, I, I get these like newfound respects for stuff, stuff that I had experienced previously, but then just like with with a with a older mindset, or I would say a more mature mindset. You start to see it in a different light. We're, we're different than the first time we played it. The world's different than the first time we played exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. And I feel the games that, in general are different. I, I feel the same way with Resident Evil Four. I was, I was, I was always, eh, Resident Evil Four is fine. No, Resident Evil Four is good. It's really and good. It's a really good timing for it too, right? Because it's able to take advantage of this this re-engine, which looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's been plenty long enough since the original games that even replaying the original one, I think, would feel a little bit like a sense of discovery. And it would have been tempering like, oh, I remember this was good. But, you know, even just in the last couple of days, I looked up some screenshots of it and I'm like, it would have still been great to play the original Resident Evil 4 again, but it would not have been as immersive and as almost awe-inspiring in some parts as this current version is. Yeah. Not to mention all the cleanups and ease of life improvements. It just, you know, with a lot of remakes, you kind of hope it, it plays like the way it, you think the game is in your mind, right? Rather than the way the original game is in reality. But, um, you know, a, a couple of years from now, maybe this engine wouldn't have looked as good and maybe they wouldn't have the next one. So I feel like it's right at a really good time where, it's been plenty long enough for me, and, and the game looks great. The game plays great, and it just it, it really shines. It's, it's, it's a really well-polished package. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just keeps coming. Like, I, like the, I've, I've said it multiple times on this show, like, there's so much to do in this game, whether it be, like, going treasure hunting or let's go kill some dudes in a corridor to, well, I'm going to get these gems and put it in something so I can sell it and make a lot of money or tune up my gun or go to the shooting gallery or this merchant wants me to kill a bunch of rats. I'm going to go kill the rats. There's, there's something in here that breaks up the monotony of just going corridor to corridor shooting dudes. And it keeps me entertained throughout, you know, because if you just did the mot like the monotonous stuff of resident evil four, you would be like, man, this game's about two hours too long. But with all the stuff that you can do in between, it feels like a a well balanced, perfectly paced it, it, content. Like it's the best way I can describe it. It's because it, I mean, story is okay. Story's not really that big of a deal. You know, we get a few cutscenes occasionally, but I wouldn't say there's that many. But it's 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 the entire experience. It's just a good package. Yeah, I feel like the best cutscenes are the ones that highlight the bosses, or you know, just set up the you know the quick relationships. But you're right; it, it's not it's not necessarily a story first game, really. Yeah, that's it's. Um, but but yeah, you're, you're right. It does change things up a lot too, because I mean, even the fact that you're about to hop in a minecart, right, and go, and go on a minecart adventure, right? That's quite different from your standard corridor shooting. Exactly. So. I know that there is an achievement for completing the minecart without getting hit. And I don't oh, think I'm going to I, get that done. I did not get that. I don't think I got hit a lot, but I definitely got hit at least two or three times. Right. So we'll see. I, I do have a save spot right there before it. Will I try it a few times to get that achievement? Probably not. <laughs> but I'll keep it there just in case. That's a good one. That that's the kind of thing you could always go back on a on a rainy day and be like, I wonder if I could do it. Yeah. And I'm sure with enough time, I can. I'm also a 37 year old man. 
who does not with have not time. A lot of time. Yeah, with no time. <laughs> so probably not going to happen. Anyway, that's going to be it for us. If you would like to send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Please send us more emails. We'd love to hear from you. Um, whether it be just saying hello or talking about Resident Evil or suggesting a game to us or, or whatever you want. Yeah, feel free. Um, you can follow us on X. I am DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be it for us this week. Um, I really appreciate you all listening. But until next time, I am Drew. And I am Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation, possible conclusion? See, we'll see. Five chapters? Well, how many chapters? I think five and a half. Five and a half chapters? Can I do that? Apparently I can only do two and a half at a time, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We'll see. Possible conclusion to Resident Evil 4 Remake. <laughs>